Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is number 15 of my conversations with the Pope. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, as always. Surprised anyone's back after last week's horror show of tipping and picks. But you've got to get back on the horse and the show must go on. So we're uh, analysing some of that. Bit of self-loathing going on this week. Uh, We're talking all sorts of topics from Kanye West presidential campaign to Till Whitaker coming up this weekend. Having a little look at that. The UFC concluding in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. We want to know your worst Liverpool and Everton sides as well. The BBC are running a feature on the website at the moment letting you pick your greatest Liverpool 11 of all time we want to know the worst Liverpool and Everton side so give us a shout on that on my combos with the Pope on Instagram I'll also be previewing the baseball season which kicks off this weekend got a couple of big price picks for for the MLB season which I'm sure you're clamouring to run down the bookies and back the form we're in on this podcast at the moment but thanks to the Soho Juice Co our sponsors are sticking by us and carrying on sponsoring that section even though we've been woefully out of form so thanks lads for sticking by us it's a good job your tipple is better than us as tipsters at the moment so thanks for the support and thanks to all of you for the support it's been some great messages even though the tips haven't been great People are still enjoying the podcast and uh, as long as you're still enjoying it, we'll, we'll be carrying on doing it. Rate, subscribe, tell your mates to get involved and uh, as I say, give us a shout on Instagram. Get involved in the show. Let's get stuck into this one then, eh? Hideki, lad. Hideki. Wowie. Well, less said the bad in the better, I think. What happened there, lad? Oh, he's dead to me. <laughs> Hopefully the uh, listeners took my advice and laid them. Be it be a profitable week for them. Well, they'd, they'd have... Uh... Is this it? You want to get right into the autopsy, do you, of, of last week? Yeah. Well, in order, yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was enjoying it. Until uh, yeah, until the weekend's excursions on the horses, like which we won't touch on as much. At least my my uh, selections had excuses. Eh? I'm not sure what were the excuses there on the horses. They were as bad great as any. Great, great spots, great spots for the uh, Frankies one in the competitive handicap in York. What I didn't realise because he, he had the one ride on the Saturday. You see, and I thought he's he's going all the way down to York for the one ride. That's a, a massive tip in itself. What I didn't realise is um, it was a two-day fixture and there was also races at York on Sunday and he just had the one ride on the Sunday. Uh, and as it transpired, his ride on Sunday was in the same race as Foxtel. Did that um, win, did it, by any chance? Well, and his horse got back from about 6-1 to one into 2-1 to one favourites and won. Oh, fantastic. So I, I, was, I like my line of thinking, but just, just on the wrong one, as is often the case. So you're going to try and claim credit for tipping a Frankie Dottori on the Saturday and I'm having a yeah. win and I'm having a winner against your pick tip of the week the day after you're actually going to try and claim credit off that are you 
I'm, I'm taking I'm taking credit for my homework. Yeah, the fact that I picked up on the one ride. But as I say, if, if it would have just, I should have really just followed him on on the Sunday. To be honest with you, but at that point I was uh, I was in too deep with uh, with Fox Top. Less said about him, the better. Really, he's um, I think as you put it, looks like Rooster Booster on Gary's, don't he? Without the victories, he's about. He literally gains during the race, doesn't he? He's off his so, uh, he's off his bottom, more so than anything. Yeah, he, he's he's a wild horse, him. Yeah, as you say, there. My two tips from last week: week Hideki Matsuyama. I'm done with him. I think I said last week, didn't I, that I'd uh, <laughs> I'd backed him more than any other golfer outside the Tiger. I think, and he has had a few places for me over over the years, but. Ah, oh, he flatters to deceive that fella, lad. Jesus Christ, he. Uh... Well, didn't you say, didn't you say back after I suggested the lay, uh, the listeners to lay him? Didn't you say back him to miss the cut, yeah. albeit in cheek? So hopefully, a few of the listeners might have took your comments quite literally and uh, and backed him for that. What odds would you have got him for him to miss the cut? I think they'd have made a mint. Yet if they would have took the advice, if they'd have been against our tips of the week or last week. Obviously, if you didn't listen last week, Liverpool to beat Arsenal was my lead-off tip of the week. What's <laughs> that about, lad? How do you explain that? How do you explain that game? I mean, it feels like ancient history, so I don't want to spend too long on it, obviously. But, um, I mean, Liverpool giving away a lead. Fucking Van Dijk turning into David Luiz. David Luiz turning into Aldair. Uh, you, you, what odds <laughs> on that, like? What odds David on that, Luiz turning into Van Dijk. Uh, Outrageous, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think. Go from Dick Van Dyke to Virgil Van Dyke in a matter of weeks <laughs> since, you, uh, since you started lacing him on this pod, funnily enough. I know, I know he has. We've kind of jinxed him in a, in a good way. Clean sheet against City as well, wasn't it? I, I don't do the FA Cup, Popey, but I think he was uh, he was Bobby Moore at Wembley, wasn't he, on, on Saturday night? Yeah, I'm more of a traditionalist myself, much to the, uh, this, much to the annoyance of uh, a few of my mates. Yeah, I'll take an FA Cup uh, win every year, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, quite a, quite a traditionalist in that sense. So, did you catch the game? Did you? Did you catch Louise's epic performance against City? That I'm that I'm hearing Cut about. Bits, yeah, yeah. Again, very, very, yeah, yeah, very, very polished, accomplished, and uh, yeah, just just everything you wouldn't expect to see from David Louise. To be honest with you, what have I done? So, what is this podcast turning into? Po- you turned him into a monster. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? How how much we're jinxing people? Like I, I've gone. I've gone from the Undertaker. You were saying about Dick Van Dyke to Virgil Van Dyke, or the other way around. I've gone from the Undertaker streak to fucking mankind getting launched off the cell. I think last week it was an <laughs> absolutely horrendous seven days gambling. I, I told you about it a bit on text, haven't I? It was it was a ropey one, like. Save yourself though with John Rand, didn't you? Large, all day, large undies. Well, again, Johnny. yeah, another example, isn't it? That uh, anything we don't put out there or on the podcast seems to seems to do well. Yeah, I got an. Well, I didn't. I didn't know whether to be impressed or concerned by that. Best, obviously, you sent me the bet and slip. We, we won't disclose it with the uh, listeners, the, the stakes and the returns and what have you. We'll have a little bit of discretion, eh? But uh, I was a little bit th- th- concerned that you'd, you'd backed it. What was it? Three or half three in the morning, Friday morning? Was that just purely out of desperation or? I hope you still got the number of that uh, that, that therapy group that you used to go to. Very much a man on the edge, yeah. Betting on golfing, running yeah, at that time. Like, yeah. But uh, I did say the week before, didn't I? I did put Matsuyama up and I did say I'd been backing golf after the first round and after the halfway stage. I just think, 
you know, you get a bit more value. You avoid that first round blow up, which obviously we we seen all too well with Hideki ten over and missing the cut. As you said. <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's he a mess. He's got it in him. He's a bit of a. He's he's a bit of a wild card. He's the ball in him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what is it? It's it's it, it, it's something you'd you'd usually associate with 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 uh, sort of uh, middle middle eastern Asians is that the, the temperaments you'd expect them to be, mm-hmm. be very minded, but doesn't really seem to be the case with Matsuyama and uh, it was the other sort of Japanese young prodigy who sort of burst onto the top. Oh, uh, Anthony Kim. No, no, he came. He was American, mate. Come on, just keep up. I know his head, um, his head went though, didn't he? Was it? Potentially. Uh, yeah, not least. They're all quite temperamental, which you wouldn't usually associate with the. Uh, no, no. Then like culture. I would expect a, a bit more zen from Hideki, but he's got it in him. He's got he's got a round of double bogeys and bogeys in him. He's got a round of seven birdies on the bounce in him. He's a bit of a maverick, and unfortunately. <laughs> For any of our listeners who followed him, and I think a few did, I think Moscow did, but he was also on John Rahm, I think Moscow as well. So, as I say, yeah, a bit of salvation with... Uh... I'll take that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> Only a mess in Moscow. Um, yeah, John, what do you think of John Rahm, world number one now? As I say, large undies, he's, 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 I don't know what to make of him really, he's a Spanish fellow with an American accent, and so now obviously went to college in the States, and... Uh, yeah, he's not your archetypal athlete, is he? Just looking at the uh, cut of his jib like, but he's... Uh, He's got game, like, can't he give him that? He has got game, and I've been discussing him the last few days. He's not the easiest on the eye, is he? Big lad, a lot of weight, a lot of lumber around the course. <laughs> as I say, he was my salvation there a bit on Sunday. It was, as I say, it was it was still a really bad week, Popey, like I said on text. He, he was a four-figure winner and still a four-figure losing week, so... Without going into too much detail, as you can tell, it was an uh, it was a bad one. But yeah, he, he was great. His temperament is the thing with Ram, isn't it? He gets very, very hot headed. Yeah, got a bit of Spanish. As some of the, as, as many of the greats did. Obviously, the the obvious obvious comparison, Seve, isn't it? Fellow countrymen and uh, sort of cut from the same cloth to a certain extent in mm. terms of his, uh, some of his antics on the course. Like, well, I, I don't know. Need, I don't know if you've seen. If you can control it, if you can control it. I think I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to have, 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 have that. Less so in golf, I suppose, but I think you need a little bit of an edge, don't you? A little bit of a competitive edge, and sometimes it boils over. And, mm. But it, I don't necessarily think it's a think it's a bad thing if it's if it's controlled in the right way. Anyway, it did nearly get the better of him Sunday, and I, I think the thing we're having a temperament. <laughs> maybe if you took that away from John Ram and, and other like Mac and Rose of the world. Maybe you wouldn't get the competitiveness. They wouldn't be up there in the first place without that fire inside them. And it did nearly get the better of them. In fairness, he set out. He had a four-shot lead starting the day on Sunday. So I wouldn't say it was count me money, but I was thinking, yeah, OK, the John Ram band-aid is, uh, is, is going to patch over a, a bad week here. But there was a, he took his irons out. He left the driver in the bag, which, you know, he's, he's a bit of a... Whopper, isn't he? He's a big hitter like Ram, and he uh, he went with the irons, steady golf. Coming, he'd have to be, wouldn't he? The size of the cunts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he got himself an eight-shot lead, and then a rain delay came. They come back out. The eight-shot lead was quickly down to three shots. Ooh, honest to God, then didn't realise that lad. Oh. He must have been on. Uh, he must have been in bits, lad. Yeah. Oh, I was sweating like yeah. They, um... Then there was a two-shot penalty, or there was talk rumblings of a two-shot penalty. On sixteen, he that the ball had, had oscillated, as they say, and, and moved as he as he addressed it, and it was actually Nick Faldo, the grass. 
he was watching the replays in slow motion. I, I think he must have had a few bob on, on Palmer each way, the fella who was chasing him, really. Your take on this, is it just oscillating? Wow. What do you see here? Oh, unfortunately, without, if you if we go back, you, if you look at the name on the ball, the name on the ball has moved. He, when he first puts the club in, if we if we do that again, you'll notice where the name of the ball was when he puts the club down. It moves over a good two dimples to the left and stays there. It stays there. So what does that mean, guys? That means it's moved. If it's moved two, yeah, it's dimples. It's, it's, it's basically moved yeah. sideways two dimples or so, quarter of an inch, and it stayed there. So oh my goodness. Yeah. I'll stop you, bollocks. Yeah, Faldo blew him up. Fucking hell. Well, he didn't was, realize that. Like, what's he, all that about? He was crying it in there, yeah, by the sound of things. He and, uh, got him a two-shot penalty anyway. Luckily, Palmer bogeyed the next one, and I think Ram birdied it. So it could have been as tight as a one-shot lead going going down the last. And uh, oh, the way, yeah, well, so much for solidarity within the golfing fraternity. Yeah, fucking hell. I know, with his, with his European teammates as well. Terrible, isn't it? Mm, I'll stop you bollocks, yeah, we've, we've discussed Faldo enough on this show anyway, we don't need to go back over that ground, do we? We don't, we don't, but it was, it was a tough week, Popey, and I, as I say, I think, I think I've had a good review of it this week, and I think I've kind of been winning over the last few weeks, dangerously, we spoke on this show, didn't we, about 92 bets in a week, a few weeks back, <laughs> <laughs> and I think when you've had a big anti-post bet, like I had, whether it loses or wins, like, like Liverpool completing You've kind of got to fill the void a little bit there. So back to, back to the drawing board, back to basics, back to working off a, a stricter diary. I said to you, didn't I? was going to say, I think you need to be a bit bit more disciplined by the sounds of it. Like, obviously, Ron got you out of jail there. Like, and like you said, he was your salvation. Yeah. You're going to from Salvation Army to, to Salvation with our large and he's pulling you out the fire there. But yeah, you need to be a little bit more, a little bit this, a little bit more disciplined. I would have thought. Definitely, forward. definitely. And I've, I've drafted Arnichian, as I say. Um, I think on the Not first, there, then, eh? <laughs> I think on the first podcast we were saying how, how we have a bet diary and we tell each other each bet we're having just to just you know so you think about it a little bit more so yeah I'm like uh, Ricky Atten turning to Floyd Senior work on my defence a bit get my hands up when I'm <laughs> when I'm in the lead. <laughs> this ain't about no one arm push up. This ain't about lifting weights. This is about how smart you are, and you ain't smart. If you're talking about fighting with Floyd, Joy, Mayweather Senior, that you don't want. You're not smart at all. You're dumb. Much good that done him. <laughs> hey, it did. It did for a while, let's be honest. He looked um, as good as I've seen against Paulie Malinaggi, but... Obviously... I don't know. You know, my bad memory of, of Ricky Atten was... Uh, wrongly so, obviously, Costa Zoo. Most, most people associate with Ricky Atten's career, and rightly so. Like, But is it, I just can't get the, uh, the pack. Some, uh, the demolition job, like within what one or two rounds, Pacquiao. Like, Ricky Atten. Pacquiao, sorry, yeah. Well, you know, I was always a, a Pacquiao backer and um, support. Just punched his head off, just didn't even bother putting his hands up, did he? Just absolutely punched his head off. But he threw the great game plan out, didn't he? He, he? he didn't listen to Floyd's game plan at all, did he? He just went back out there, back to type, back to defending with his massive head, and uh, <laughs> it blew up in his face. Do you know what? He was 5 to 2 for the knockout that night. Manny, I was jumping. I was jumping around the living room. My dad and I, John, looked like they were gonna uh, have a nervous breakdown, and I was, uh, I was jumping for joy. Yeah, four to seven for the win, and five to two for the knockout. He was Manny. Trying to block punches with his head. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, well, going back to obviously last week's dismal tips of the week, four in total, two of each, no good. Is it crying too much to, to say that the pod's cursed? Obviously, it's not something our listeners are going to want to hear particularly, but do you know what, lad? I'm, I'm, I'm more disciplined with me betting now. So yeah. as I've said the last, the last couple of months. Yeah. Just as an, as an example, obviously, I put those two horses up. Absolute disaster that they were. If you're actually right there, we cut to York right now. Herovians just just finishing now, yeah? What's that, a week later? Uh, absolute, <laughs> absolute disgrace. I've heard of them. Um, but the, I only had three other horse racing bets last week, two of which were on the Sunday in the Super Sprint Stakes. Yeah. 25. On a field, had five fail on dash for juveniles. One of the one of the most difficult betting heats of the complete like the whole year. And I had twenty five to one Nelson Gay, who we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you did. You followed old Nelly up the uh, followed them up, <laughs> did you? So to speak. Luckily enough, it wasn't coming up the rear this week. No. Uh, twenty five to one, and then Soldier Boy one of Tom Clovers who followed this season as well, twenty two to one, and they both got placed, lad. And I backed them both each way, twenty five, twenty two to one. They me only the better the weekend. Well, and then the is... only most recent bet last week was last Wednesday. Charlie Hills had one called Badgery, uh, six to one. Got placed on it each way. Uh, looked like it was coming with a run, and then just emptied in the last hundred yards, and then just, just took third. Like, but well, this is, a, this is exactly. I'm having quite a good run of it at things as, as a as a punter generally, and then just anything you put up on the podcast, just uh, yeah, just seems to be an absolute disgrace. Basically, this is exactly what our, our listeners want to hear, isn't it? They want to hear. <laughs> The winners we didn't put on the page and, and the ones that bailed us out. And yeah, I mean, if they'd have took your advice and laid everything we put out, it would have been a, a handsome payday. To answer your question before, I think Matsuyama to Mr. Cut would have been about five to two, maybe. I think Arsenal won nine to two against us. Foxtel, Foxtel not to be placed must have been about four to one, maybe, Popey. Herovian not oh, to wow. be placed, maybe even money. What would you do with Foxtel now? Other than get him a straight jacket, just send him off to the glue factory. <laughs> no good, that cunt, is he? Does he wear headgear or a, a tongue strap or anything? Have they tried anything like that? I don't know, because he looks like he needs to get, give his head a wobble. <laughs> he needs something, doesn't he? He needs he need some sort of uh, encouragement, yeah, just to uh, just to calm him down. Like, But who knows? Who, who knows what to expect? I certainly won't be backing him again. He won't be a cliff horse of mine after the... After the, the performance or lack of performance he put up on Sunday. I'd probably get him a passenger car and get him around Hyde Park, you know, see what he can uh, get in off the tourism <laughs> industry, maybe. I don't know. Either that, change, yeah, change your career for him or, or, or give him a lobotomy and, uh, yeah, see how we get on. I wanted to speak to you about awards. Let's see the uh, the British Podcast Awards were, were last week. No no shout on your emails or that for, for, no, for I didn't, us. I didn't realise, lad. No, no, much uh, as surprising as that sounds. Yeah, I would have thought we'd, uh, yeah, we would have cleaned up it. Such, a, uh, such an award ceremony. Maybe next year, eh? <laughs> Possibly the winner had like seven episodes out or something. I don't even think the series is completed. So just shows how much you can do in a, in a little time. I think we've done double. This will be double the episodes. And uh, what are we cracking? A couple of hundred listens a week. <laughs> At best. Yeah, brilliant. You do a fantastic job. Keep up the, uh, <laughs> keep up the doodling. 
<laughs> I listened to uh, I listened to the People's Choice winner. Uh, husband and wife comedy duo. Forget the name. It lasted five. Oh, years. me, Kate loves them. Yeah, oh, Chris lad. Ramsey. Oh, it's terrible, lad. So bad. Well, yeah, it doesn't say much for our Kate. Yeah, she's she's always had the uh, yeah the both like not the best taste when it comes to uh, music in particular. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that her taste in podcasts isn't much better. And plus, she's a big fan of our podcast as well. So that, that says it all. So yeah. you probably lost your sister now by listening as a, as a listener. I wouldn't say I'm listening. I'm, I'm, she's got a great qualities. Our Kate love it a bit, but yeah, just just when it comes to the taste in music. Not the best, never has been really. So uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to uh, doesn't surprise me to hear that a taste in podcasts isn't much better. Never got into Elton like yourself, no. No, never really been an Elton fan. No, that was more so me and me, uh, me and me half fella. Yeah, surprising. That's surprising. That yeah, it wasn't. But She's more is... Spice Girls, to be honest with you. That's uh, not wrong with that. They've got the, they've got uh, the Victoria place. Beckham. She had a bit of an obsession with Victoria Beckham. Not just a music career, if you can even call it that. But a, a sort of a pursuits afterwards and uh, yeah. who else? Not great, yeah, not great. Like, to be she was, she was buying the uh, the Damon Dash either. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Yes, I think she was quite literally out of her mind. To be honest <laughs> with you, listening to that. <laughs> yeah, I tried tried to listen to that Ramsey's one, the, the, the People's Award, and I, I was looking. They've had twenty four thousand ratings and. Does make you question. Joking, twenty four thousand ratings. Yeah, yeah, it does make you think, don't it? Are we? Are we? Are we in the wrong game here? Are we barking up the wrong tree, Popey, or what? I mean, <laughs> Do we need to turn up the cheese, or what? Possibly. It was terrible. Five minutes, a lot of false force laughter. I, as I say, I lasted five minutes with it, and I think probably most our listeners do with us, but you'd like to think we've got a bit more entertainment to offer than uh, than this this Geordie duo, this Geordie <laughs> marital duo. Geordie like. <laughs> Not the it's, best. It's, fu- it's, it's funny you should say the false laughter. That's our Kate's favourite bit of that particular pod. She actually said it to me, yeah, they're always laughing, it's great, it's infectious. <laughs> and it was like, this isn't actually out of our show, yeah. There's not enough laughter, but I don't think there's enough funny content, to be honest with you. I, felt inf- I don't know about infectious, I felt infected after listening to it. I felt, felt full of COVID. I needed to go and have a lie down. <laughs> So what's the uh, what's the what's the one which cleaned up with the seven Fs? I don't know. It, it's something about uh, it, it's about Asian girls talking about um, sex and and life and whatnot. Something like Asian girls do it too, or something. You don't quote me on that, but something along those. Just lines. a few Persian princesses, yeah, having a, just chewing the fat, basically. Basically, yeah. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to. I'll check that out and have a have a have a little go, yeah. But no show for us yet, Popey. No nominations. I, I, I don't think. But we'll plod on, eh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there eventually, no doubt. Other awards getting handed out this week, lad. The PFA on Friday. I noticed I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Have you come round to my January thinking that Kevin De Bruyne should run away with it? Yeah, I've done a 180. Again, there's been a bit of a reoccurring theme here. Yeah, I'm not really... I've got a tendency of late to sort of go back on me... uh, Back on my opinions, which is very much anyone who knows me isn't like me, you see. So I don't know what this this pod's doing to me. Breaking you down. Not for the, not, not for the better, yeah, yeah. Change me into a weak man. But yeah, I agree with you there. I think Kevin De Bruyne, just, just watching him more closely post-lockdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's absolute mustard, isn't he, really? He could be the, the best Gen- player in the world, wouldn't he, lad? He could be the best player in the world at the moment, De Bruyne. Like, I don't think there's many on the level of him. Hang on a minute, you've given Van Dyke's the greatest Liverpool player of all time, so you've got to have him up there with you, or is he is he dead to you now? He's made one mistake in two seasons. 
we can be fickle as gamblers, can't we? It's not even being a Liverpool Very fan. It's 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 the gambling side of things, isn't it? No, obviously, but no. I, yeah, I agree with you. I think I know there's a lot of Gerard comparisons, but just just watching them closely, that takes more as a Dan, you know. Mm. Really, time mm. on the ball and obviously his vision and his his his, his just array of passing and, and he's he's added goals to his game of late as well, which is. Uh, which is not. I was going to say it's good to see, not so much for a Liverpool fan. It's good to see, but he, he's mustered, yeah. And I'll, I'll probably go. He's, he's certainly up there in terms of best players in the world at the minute. But I'd, 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 the reason I was against it, and it said to you, is, is I don't see how a Liverpool player could win PFA Player of the Year, given how dominant we've been this year, and, and given obviously the gap at the top. But I know you use examples of Liverpool players who've won the award in the past when we come second. Thing well, 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 the last. Seven out of the last ten winners have, have come not from league-winning teams. When Rooney won it, I think Chelsea won the league. When Hazard won it, I think United won the league. Uh, or City won the league, sorry. So I think what happens is is the league winners have a, a host of players to choose from. Whereas yeah. a standout player like De Bruyne, who, who's kept City kind of alive till March or whenever it was when they were sort of kind of still in it. They yeah. kind of have a standout player, one of the other teams. Whereas... Obviously, the players get to vote for two players. Uh, most of them will vote, I'd imagine, one Liverpool player and, and one De Bruyne. Some might go for Sterling. You never know. He hasn't done enough for me to to be up there. I'm still not his, uh, his biggest fan. Yeah, that, it's not going to be the biggest shock. So what are the odds saying at the minute? He's is gone on Zong. He's gone on Zong. Or is it Henderson or what? No, he, he's gone on Zong, Kev. He's five to six biggest. Or he was last night. Um, I think he, he he was four to six in some places. So... Hopefully that's a little a little one to, to, to get us back on, on the right track. I'll so go on, so much for after time and as as, as, as you're quite fond of, of, of doing of late on the show, obviously to try and make up for the, uh, hey. <laughs> the, the 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 failed tips of the week that you've been putting up. But what price did you did you back them at? Eleven to ten, me and I Johnny are on. Uh, sorry, eleven to ten. Eleven to two, sorry, me and I Johnny are on. Yeah, I was trying to talk so, well, you well, into who's it. Who's his nearest pursuer then in the just just from a betting perspective? So he, he's it, now odds on four to six, five to six. Is it Henderson second in betting? No, it's Mane, I think. Pretty sure it's Mane who's second in the market. Henderson a little no, bit behind. I can't see that, you know. No, no I can't, I can't see, see it myself. Can't see it myself. But was it, I was trying to talk you into it, Poppy, but you weren't having it, as you say, because you thought Liverpool were running away with it, but that's never a, that's never a sure thing. That that's never a sure thing. The um, the league winners don't usually get the the player of the year as we seen with Van Dijk, which was your shout last year. Pope at massive prices, thirty three to one. Thirty three is yeah. Put Van Dijk long before the podcast. So much good that'll do the listeners. But what's happened again, to us I'm since this podcast? Pope, what's happened? No, no, we, we used to be all right, didn't we? Until we started this, mm. now we're just laughing stock. I know, I know we are. Please tell me, I'm I'm doing my best here. I fucked up. Okay. I'm going to make it all work out somehow, I swear. What do you got for me? Dad. What about, uh, it got me thinking, lad, all this talk of awards. Have you ever won any awards yourself, either in work or in hobbies, pursuits? Uh, have you have you been an award winner? Uh, British Open with the Golf Society a couple ah. of years ago. Uh, you, you, you quite right, you very kindly, with you being a past winner, done the presentation. Of course. Uh, typical old story in my life. So British Opens are obviously our biggest... Society events each year. The the one of two majors that we do, obviously the Masters being the other one. I think it was. I know you've done the presentation, but I think Andy had won it. Our mate Tinger, who's, who's got a few shouts outs on this pod for his. Uh, his, yeah, his, nah, his mate, I've never won course. our Open. I've, I've won our Green Jacket. I've won our Masters back in the day. Ah, okay. And, um... So Tinger, so Tinger won it the year before. We had a lovely, lovely bit of uh, lovely bit of cut glass, little crystal. 
trophy, which, which would obviously go to the winner each year and take pride of the place on the mantelpiece. Tinga being Tinga, somehow lost it. Or so he says anyway. Um, so we had to replace uh, what was a, a fine piece of cut glass uh, with a, a Seve Ballesteros VHS. <laughs> yeah. Not, the, not not quite got the same prestige, but uh, so yeah, rather than me uh, being presented by, by yourself with this trophy, uh, I got presented with a Seve Ballesteros VHS. So story of my life, it's something I was wanting to win since the society started maybe 10 years ago. Finally won it. Uh, in a competitive field, held off Spick and Ollie, I think, on, on the back nine. I was actually playing with them as well. They come second and third, respectively, only to uh, to be presented with a, uh, a Seve Ballesteros VHS. So, uh, yeah, story of my life. Other than that, no, not really, to be honest with you, which is quite sad, isn't it? I actually got a phone call over that. Andy couldn't, Tinga, uh, as we've been calling them on the pod, couldn't find the award that you speak so highly of. And that was all I could rustle up, really. They were like, Steve, you got any... Any alternatives? Any any golf trophies knocking about? And as I say, I brought Seve up the VHS, and the poor the poor fella's still up there in Southport, isn't he? We drank a load of Guinness, load of uh, gin, yeah. gin and tonics, and ended up volleying the, the VHS and the tape around uh, around <laughs> Southport Old Street, didn't we? Was, was 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 this before or after we we literally shut down the high street to have some some sprint races in the in the in the in the road and our skinny jeans and our questionable choice of uh, footwear? I think this was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, it is the day of the day of the year that is. Nick Popey, when we get over to Southport for our open, we do turn into seventeen year olds for maybe eight nine hours. Yeah, I think it was you said it must be the CA. I think it's I think it's probably the the the, the pints and the Jaeger bombs and everything else thrown into the mix, but I do uh, I do I do sort of see your line of thinking there. But yeah. yeah, on that, Andy, if you are listening, I'm still waiting for you to replace that trophy. So where, uh, yeah, if you could get to it, that would be uh, much appreciated. Thank you. And I haven't won an open by the way. I've only won a Masters, as I say, and that came with a. I think I won about hundred hundred odd quid was the pot for the Masters. I think it was ten as in, wasn't it? And. I think I spent that on the dry cleaning bill. I had to get a load of uh, Jimenez red wine and cigar smoke out of the uh, out of the prestigious green jacket. Like, was that was that when you and Moscow done a, a tour of the water and holes in uh, in rural Cheshire, Cheshire Cat being one of them? That was, was another, that, another? that was another time. This was just back the welly for the World Cup. I think yeah, that was uh, that was the glory days. Yeah, where with any excuse after every uh, every Cheshire uh, society out and with. We'd make our way back to each pub on the way back to uh, to the village, like yeah, the glory days. Moscow both. driving, of course, yeah, very responsible. Mm, yeah, he's put those days behind. <laughs> For anyone listening, we don't condone that sort of behaviour. He was on the halves, in fairness, but we did go to about fourteen pubs, so yeah, <laughs> probably a little. And did you, uh, as as is often tradition now, did you stay in the? The green jackets for the uh, for the rest of the evening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I woke up in the green jacket the next morning. Yeah, full of red wine, <laughs> possibly a bit of sick. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't know whether the society is going to happen this year. Just weird. I don't know what the situation is with golf courses and society bookings, and then mm. after, don't know in terms of fifteen twenty lads in a in a pub, and obviously it's going to be quite difficult to mm. to, to practice distancing and. Well, that's going to be received whether whether it's in Southport or whatever. So I might just have to put it off till next year. It's very honest. very disappointing if that day goes. You know you know me, Pope. I, I hardly play all year, but I do love getting out for the big ones. And I played once this year, Steve. Once, yeah, I haven't played. I haven't played at all, Pope. And it's 
it's a shame because it's an uh, it, it's a, it's a great it's a great alternative just to go in the pub, isn't it? Or I don't know we do end up going in the pub, but golf's a great it's a great catch up, isn't it? Four hours yeah, with your mates who you haven't seen for a while, a little crack. It's uh, it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, all good. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll do a little bit of calling round. I'll call Southport at the end of the day to me and a simple. So I don't think they're asked about societies and social distancing. To be honest with you, it's hardly August, is it? Sure, there's a way round it, lad. I'm sure you can. I'm sure, you can lobby. I'm sure you can campaign for two balls. And uh, speaking of campaigns, lad, you you wanted to to gab a bit about Kanye West's uh, presidential push, didn't you? Kanye West held his first campaign rally in Charleston, South Carolina on Sunday. West announced his last-minute presidential campaign on Twitter earlier this month. His rally saw him deliver rambling remarks over the course of an hour on topics ranging from abortion my stance is not to make abortion illegal at all to slavery. Well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. The campaign rally, which was live-streamed on YouTube and carried on local TV stations, did little to clarify whether West is genuinely trying to win the presidency. It was a far cry from typical polished campaign events. Arriving on stage with the year 2020 shaved into the back of his head and wearing what appeared to be a military-style vest, West appeared to be putting forward policy proposals on the fly. Everybody that has a baby... Gets a million dollars or something. <laughs> and at one point, he broke down into tears while describing how he was nearly aborted by his parents. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. <laughs> a former supporter of President Donald Trump. West has already missed the deadlines to appear on several key state ballots, but last week several media outlets reported he had qualified to be on the ballot in Oklahoma. Well, again, I've done a little bit of one eighty on this one. Obviously, it was a little bit, little bit alarming. Is 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 just his his, his general behaviour during what was uh, built to be as the start of his campaign rally. Obviously, turning up in a, in a bulletproof vest. Uh, is, is is slightly unorthodox to say the least. But since 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 we discussed it, uh, I've, I've, new information's come to hand, uh, and I didn't actually realise. But he is uh, releasing his new album this Friday. Of course, he is. Yeah. So I think it's more of an elaborate promo, more so than anything. And if that is the case, as I suspect it is, then it's uh, it's not short of genius, really. It's 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 what what what's the records it breaks. Not only will it be going to number one in, in America, I think it will be, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it, if it breaks some sort of uh, records of most albums sold over a weekend or something. So I think he's a little bit of a market genius, to be honest with you. A great self-promoter, can't you? Um, so he's got, got everyone talking, obviously, uh, disparagingly in, in, in most cases, talking about he, should, he wants to abort his child and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think, having been slightly concerned about his uh, his behaviour and his mental well-being, I think with the new information that's come to hand about his album release on Friday, I think just uh, an elaborate promo more so than anything. Well, you would you would think that, wouldn't you? You know, you you kind of laugh it off when you see it these days, but post Trump, you can't really underestimate anything happening, can you? I suppose you know if the uh, if the presenter of uh, the American Apprentice can get into the Oval Office. 
then who knows? Who knows in the current climate? I think what you're saying is right there. I think he's a mix of mentally unwell and he loves a massive PR stunt at the same time. And uh, Loves it. Yeah, put them together. If it's, if it's, as I say, it's, 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 it certainly gets the people talking, which is, at the end of the day, that's good marketing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So um, it got me thinking, though, obviously, uh, he's, 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 he's building it up as, as, as a presidential campaign. At the end of the day, if Trump can become president of America, then anyone can, so it wouldn't be the biggest surprise, even though I think it's, uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. So it got me thinking about other uh, funny or, or interesting political campaigns of years gone by. And was it yourself or your brother, John, who was telling me, I think it was the local elections in Liverpool, um, there was some guy who was dressing up as some sort of creature, possibly a sea creature, started his own political party uh, and actually got more votes than the Conservative candidates in Liverpool. Uh, I don't know the specifics of, the particular, of that particular story, but I remember it, it was after yourself or John was telling me about it. It must have been our John, you'll have to, like some sort of crustacean on the stand, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, just wiped the floor with the Conservative uh, candidate for Liverpool, yeah. I think I think the fella who'd started his, uh, his, his campaign, we'll have to get the specifics from John and put it up on the page. I think he finished seventh and... Uh, and, and, and Tim Nice put them finished there, uh, or Tory boy finished uh, finished eighth. We'll have to have, we'll have to have a look into it. I know I, I stay up for, for for most big elections, especially if I've uh, if I've had a bet on on either the uh... as you often have, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's on all sorts, weren't we? The last one, so a couple of good tips, wasn't there? We got um, I think uh, was it East East Kilbride or something was was quite a good tip. Um... <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? They they just is case in points for issues. Let's be honest. You're back and the um, yeah, who's who, who's going to get elected in, in East Kilbride? The, the warning signs are there, my friend. Listen, the money came and it was a winning bet. I think I was about. I think I put out about two two or three hundred quid on the campaign. I think I walked away with about sixty profits and and a good night good night's worth of entertainment. But I have seen some outrageous things. I think even. Boris Johnson's. Um, what, who does he represent, Boris? Is it Uxbridge? Is it? I think who he represents. I'm Potentially, sh- yeah. I'm sure there was someone in a, in a Darth Vader Star Wars kit on the uh, on the podium next to him. You know, as he was as he was accepting his his victory and and going back. Would have got my vote. <laughs> to represent them, there's obviously the the, the screaming Lord such party over the years. Uh, they're still going. Mon- Mon- Monster Raven Luna Party. Monster Monster Raving Luna Party. <laughs> That's another one. We're going straight to Axbridge, where the prime minister's uh, seat is, and let's join the returning officer. Is as follows: Harvey Jonathan David, commonly known as Count Binface, Independent, sixty-nine. Hughes, David Stephen, commonly known as Lord Buckethead, the official monster raving loony party, 125. <laughs> I think anyone would be better than the main parties at the moment for a vote, wouldn't he, Popey? Really? I think I might. I think we should maybe dig out and I think the podcast should maybe get behind a, one of these more alternative political parties, maybe. I think so. Yeah, I think the one prerequisite nowadays is to be a uh, to be a politician is just to be completely incompetent. Now more so than ever. Yeah, yeah, and especially in Liverpool, I'd like to get behind an alternative candidate in Liverpool, especially when it comes to the mayoral um, elections. Anyone but Chiffy Tits again. He, he's he's got to go, hasn't he? 
Well, you, you, given our incompetence, you could argue we're sort of the the, the politicians of the uh, the podcast game, aren't we? Really, in mm. many ways, laughing stock, incompetence, buffoons, basically. Just waiting to be egged by some angry listener who's followed us in. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging John Prescott right hooks, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Always bet responsibly. I think so. Just going back to Kanye West there, I'll just not even finish with him, really. What happens What happens to these lads who get involved with these Kardashian birds? Like, they, they don't have to take them down, don't they? It, it changes the game up for them mentally, the lads. Remember um, Lamar Odom? Got me thinking about that, Kanye, and I think he was seeing... Oh, lad, yeah, he was shooting rocks, weren't he, yeah? Smoking crack. Yeah, didn't he, didn't he find him in an LA brothel with a dick full of herbal Viagra and a, a chest full of heart attack, didn't he? He was goosed, wasn't he? Off his tits, rush to the hospital. You can edit this bit out and replace it with the actual sound clip. You know what sound clip to put in there now, don't you? No, what? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith's rant on ESPN about Lamar Odom. The rant was actually about the New York Knicks owner and his first signing was Lamar Odom. Very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Yeah, I remember him talking about it. Something happens to them. You get in that Kardashian circle and something happens to a man, doesn't it? Definitely, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I think like the uh the, the pussies like heroin to be honest with you. <laughs> and they do say that you should you should always maybe try it once, so you wouldn't mind trying probably. I'm not not gonna lie. <laughs> wouldn't mind having a double. <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't want to drag this anymore. We don't want to drag this into the gutters any more than it already is. But given your choice of Kardashian sisters, who you going with? I'll, I'll, I'll include the Jenners in this uh, in this vote as well. I might go with the Alpha who's changed over. Just, just for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Kendall Bruce. is it? Kendall. It was. It was Bruce Jenner, wasn't it? Bruce. Yeah. Who knows? Possibly. We're not based on. Uh, Reality TV, evidently, apart from uh, Sandy. Great calves, great stamina. Who? Great calves, great stamina, I'd imagine. He was an Olympian, wasn't he? Yeah, great swimmer, yeah. I think he was a gold gold, uh, gold winning medalist, yeah, in the pool. Mm, wow, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Probably the main one, Kim. Kimmy, is it? I don't know. I don't know them. You've never given it much thought, Dan, evidently. I don't watch that shit, to be honest with you, but... All I know is I, I wouldn't like my chances coming out of one of them relationships with, with them. I think um, if Paul Lamar, an athlete like Lamar Odom is tooting rocks, as you say, uh, who knows where I'd end up. Crystal meth, I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Like, yeah, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Have you filled in a... I don't know if you've you've been past it on WhatsApp groups, lad. You, the greatest Liverpool team of all time on the BBC. Have you seen it? BBC are doing like... Uh, one of them on the website where you can click, they give you, you can change your formation. I think they were doing them through the World. Was it the World Cup last year or the Euros? The World Cup, wasn't it? Or the year uh, before? Yeah, no, I haven't seen the. Uh, no, I haven't seen what you're referring to. No, there, it's good, lad. Good. It gives you a host of goals. Forty buds would have put it up, like. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll fire it on to you. Yeah, I think mine was quite questionable. I think I had a lot of the uh, the current players. I think I dropped Ian Rush or Robbie Fowler. I think that, that didn't go down too well. But I think I'd be more interested if they'd done a worst Liverpool team and, and for our listeners as well, a worst Everton eleven of, of all time, lad. I wouldn't mind having a crack at that. Maybe if some of our listeners can uh, can ping some of the, the suggestions in, lad. I, well, I, it, could, it could potentially take you weeks you to, to 
Liverpool, Everton have had over the years. Liverpool, I yeah, less. I don't know, lad. Are you kidding me? Uh, the likes of Yusemi and Tony Nunes. Yusemi, yeah. Well, there's loads, lad. Let's be, let's be honest. Who would you have? Who would you have in goal? I'd love you to just run through it quickly now. Pop you off the top of your head if you can. Goalie, uh, Mike Hooper. Uh, Mike Hooper, no, because he was he was he was more reserved. He was back up any. Sten, so, Stensgard. Yeah. Michael Stensgaard. Michael Bestervel, man, great, was he? No, he was a flapper one. He didn't Stensgaard throw an iron on his foot, never play. So we'll go Vesterveld then goal, we'll go... You've just threw me on my toes here. Do you know who I, I hated? And again, very similar to Lucas Lever. He had a little bit of a cult following. He'd be in my team, Lever. Make Lever captain. No, uh, yeah, Lever's in there, definitely. I'd have Bjorn be left-back, you know? Oh, I, I would, know. I would. I thought he was terrible. I'd have Bjorn be left-back. He was an absolute disgrace. I thought he was awful. Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, Santarás, where'd you start? Torben, uh, Torben Picnic, Bjorn Tornkovama. Oh my god, well there you go, yeah, perfect, those two straight in. Uh, right back. Uh, we, we, we've had good right backs, haven't we, all the way through, really? Well, Yosemi, it'd be Yosemi, wouldn't it? Yosemi. Yeah, you've obviously given this more. No, thought, I haven't. Right? Honest to God, just on my toes. I haven't. I haven't given it a thought. They just honestly. Would you have Ferry in the middle? Oh, or John Michel Ferry, or what? The spy. Or oh, Salif Gia was terrible. He was all right at Stoke as well, wasn't he? Ironically, like. So we go with Gia and Ferry in the middle. Oh yeah, it's got to be. That's I. amazing. On the wing. Uh, and then what does that mean? Me dad always used to uh, go on about uh, Jimmy Carter being Liverpool's worst ever signing. Really? Got We're going very modern here, aren't we? So, yeah, throw Jimmy Carter. And who have you got on the left? <sighs> oh, we've had some bad ones. You know, what about uh, Ivanovic, was it? Or Lemakovic? Oh. Ivanovic, lad, he had the greatest posture of all time, though, lad. You know what I mean? See him, it's the back on him, lad. The straightest back I've ever seen. Um, you don't, you so, where Bonus point two knows. Who am I thinking of here? Leon Hardson. He was all right, actually. Leon Maybe, yeah. Go Ivanovic, and then we'll go Sean Dundee, as much as he was a cult hero, because he used to wave up whenever he used to run on. And that was an Eric Meyer. There you go, lad, yeah, it's sorted. Yeah, yeah, that was a quick one. I, I want to hear some suggestions off our listeners. I'll, I'll bang it out on the Instagram at my convos with the Pope, and we'll see if we can get some... We'll, we'll, we'll go against the BBC, hey, we'll go against the uh, the licence fee and we'll, we'll try and get the worst Everton and, and Liverpool 11s of all time. Might be a bit of fun and what, like what, Sorry, what we forgot to do there, lad, to put Salif Jam and Ferry in, but obviously, like you mentioned at the start of the selection, you've got to have Lucas Levin in there as captain. So who will be taking out, Jow or Ferry? Take Jow out. OK, and put Lucas in there. After you, I mean, the man was a spy. Jean-Michel Ferry was a spy. He wasn't even a football player. And he had, he had a professional <laughs> concert. Who lay his eyes in the camp, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, much much to the annoyance of all of our listeners, in particular Tom Nelson, aka Tom Ed, as he's uh, often known. Yeah, he'll, uh, he's 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 a massive. I think he's the uh, the head of the uh, Lucas Lever fan club or mm. the uh, Lucas Lever Appreciation Society. Yeah, he's well but, uh, loved, yeah. isn't he? He is well loved. He's well loved by by a uh, by a lot of Liverpool fans. Like, not mistake, probably was like my bad memory of Lucas Lever's Liverpool career was just constantly giving in, giving away free kicks just around the box. Which would lead to goals. How many just... how many trophies did we win with him in the in the lineup, Lucas Leiber? That, that's always my my arguments. Not to go Stugatti in here, but I think we won a yeah. Carlin Cup, didn't we? While while Lucas Carlin Cup on the Kenny, yeah, which he had no part of playing it. 
No, no, absolutely. So yeah, let's try and get that cooking. I wouldn't mind. I'd love to see, love to see some of the Everton team. Brett Angel, I'd imagine. Oh, Cracky. Oh, lad, they had some bad players. Everton, didn't he? For the Hossinger. Wild. Oh God, who was the goalie? The Tramia lad. Yeah, they, they had good goalies. Everton, to be honest with you, all the years. Nigel Martin, Neville Southall, Tim Howard, pretty good, pretty good keepers, really. Everton, but they've had some, uh, they've had some bad players though as well, haven't they? Uh, awful, awful. Yeah, we, we, as I say, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll let the uh, Everton fans come up with some suggestions through the page. But put that team up that we've just put up there. David Thompson for Michael Owen skips over the first challenge. Thompson angles it through. Meyer might get a shot in. It's three, and Eric Meyer has his first goal as a Liverpool player. You got your eye on anything this weekend? Not trying to get a tip of the week yet, Popey, but uh, I seen seen there's some boxing back and uh, the UFC are at it again this weekend, lad. I don't know if you've took a look at any of that with a scouser, Darren Till, headline and uh, Fight Island. Is that this Saturday, is it? Yeah, Fight Island this Saturday. I'm a big Till fan, as you know. So uh, yeah. I, I knew he was on Fight Island. Is he headlining? He's headlining, lad, yeah. Middleweight fight, Whitaker, real... Real crossroads, uh, crossroads fight, lad. Pair of them, ten to eleven, I think, at the bookies. Um, it's it feels like Groundhog Day. This this discussion every week, doesn't it? But I was comparing it to Boxing's card, which um, I'm told is is a little bit more competitive than Frank Warren's first one. Um, okay, good. At the eleven, I picked eleven favourites on the UFC card. Not to back, just just as a as an investigation sort of thing. And eleven of the yeah. fa- eleven of the favourites on that card come out to eighty four to one on the UFC card. Now, okay. at the time of recording this, or last night it was, I put the eleven favourites on the odds checker boxing coupon into into a bet slip, and it come up at six to four. <laughs> For 11, 11 selections. 11 fold, lad. So that's like Oscar. You've got some shorties in there, lad. What are we talking? What's the shortest price out the lot of them? Uh, that does well, to me, that. Well, it's Joe Joyce headlining this weekend, as I say. Whitaker Till is a, is a pick'em. 10 to 11 main events. Just what you want, really, um, from your Saturday combat action. Joe yeah. Joyce, I get it. Uh, the Dubois fight was meant to be soon, and they just want to tick him over. I get it. But he's 1 to 100, lad. He's fighting Michael... <laughs> Valish, some German who's lost three fights, been knocked out in all three of them. It's just it'd be interesting, lad. There's a little segue into to, to, to another topic there potentially. It'd be interesting to see do do some research as to whether there's ever been a shorter price selection in any sport ever since odds have been compiled. A one to a hundred on. Mm, mm. Oh, they, hope that's regular. That's that's regular in boxing. That's that's pretty regular. Really, I, I look at a lot of yeah Lomachenko in, in a, a lot of his fighters. Is one to a hundred, um, especially in these in these tune up ones. There's there's just there's not even the hope. It doesn't feel like of of an. There's upset. no point pricing it up, really, is there? Do you know what I mean? But if there's no point pricing up, what's the point in tuning in, Popey? You know, I, I get it. You want to see maybe Joe Joyce dust the cobwebs off. Apparently, the undercard is a little bit more competitive, but I <sighs> just looking at the two cards again on the Athletic lad. You know, reading some articles on on what's coming up this weekend. If you want entertainment, it's 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 going to be the UFC, isn't it? Again, power that Robert Whitaker has, the unpredictableness that Darren Till has. By the way, they both prefer to stand upon their feet. I mean, it's a very interesting and compelling fight. I proved a lot of fucking nonsense wrong, and I want you to message me tonight and say something about it. Full fuse. Two guys with a lot on the line, you know, Till and Whitaker both. 
12 feet of wind in this fight. I am hungry and, and I am excited for the next fight. I'm excited for what the, the future brings for next year. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't, I just cannot wait to get back in there. Without a doubt, yeah, it's not even worth tuning in for the for the boxing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the till fight. To be honest with you, really, as I say, I'm a big fan, mm. so I'll definitely be, be tuning into that one. Mm. Uh, just going back to Joe, so Joe Joyce's opponent, obviously, he's one to one hundred to do him. He's lost three fights. Yeah, but who was it? Some some what? Some German, German. Part, petrol pump attendants or something. <laughs> Might well be. Might not even be a petrol pump attendant nowadays with the uh, the way things are with the pandemic. So, yeah, they've they've ferried him over, and as I say, he's uh, one to a hundred is is Joe Joyce's price. Yeah, and the and the main event. Couldn't, couldn't fight his way out of a West Echo, no, a, a wet um, German newspaper. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't think of one, can you? Dash, dash. To build, nothing build is one, but I didn't want to lose it to. Uh, I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't want that to go over your head. Can't, yeah, fight, can't fight his way out of the way. You know, no, yeah, I'm well versed in uh, in all things <laughs> German newspapers. <laughs> in all media, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like absolutely, yeah. So he wouldn't do much damage to one of these punch machines, I wouldn't have thought, would he? <laughs> Wallace, I wouldn't expect so. Jo- Joycey, maybe, uh, I can't imagine. Uh, Wallace. Not like our mate, uh, but it's Joey, lad. Do you remember that one from Spike Island? Ah, uh, uh, fucking hell, yeah, I... I wasn't actually at that, you know, that story. That was that was my old schoolmate, Ross. Can Rabin. we have the story though, please, just for the uh, for the benefit of the listeners? Yeah. My old my old mate Ross Mavers was down at Spike Island. I think they were doing a fair there in the summer or something. He was with his brother and uh, there was a load of this will have been about nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, and there was a load of scallies there giving it the giving it the bifters as you do at that age, don't you? Peacocking, shall we say? And uh, yeah, there was one of them punch machines um so they were all having a go fucking levering it and trying to get harder at it and doing flying kicks all sorts of carry on getting quite uncomfortable ross was saying you know real uh real scals who'd gone down to witness for the day to uh to flex the muscles a bit so anyway one of them suggests to joey you must be the you know the mad head of the group go on joey lad why don't you butt it joe why don't you why don't you butt it lad so Joey takes a uh, big run-up, good 20-yard run-up, does a flying headbutt at it, and it turns out that nobody's put money in the machine, so it was locked. <laughs> 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 so he's fucking, he hondered the fucker, hasn't he? And he's hit it, hit the deck, and uh, apparently they weren't even laughing. You know, usually you think if it was a group of mates, everyone would be up in arms crying laughing. <laughs> Just... Pure seriousness and concern from the off. Anyway, half an hour later, he's getting ferried it to a Western Hospital with a neck brace on. In an, <laughs> <laughs> in an John's ambulance on the scene, yeah? Yeah, buzz it, Joey. So anytime I see one of them machines now, it's just, yeah. Buzz it, Joey, lad. Buzz it. <laughs> <laughs> Madness. Oh, I never get told that story. Absolute classic. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cracker, cracker from the archives. Cracker from the archives. Tips of the week, Popey. Are, are, we, are we at that time? Are you... Jesus, are you even in, in a place to give one? Lad, how are you feeling about the tip of the week this week? Sting is a pyramid since time immemorial. Shit runs downhill. When it goes up, it's that simple. I should not have to be coming here, hat in my hand, 
reminding you about your duty to that man. And I don't want to hear about the fucking economy either. I don't want to hear it. So, break it down for him. What two businesses have traditionally been recession-proof since time immemorial? Certain aspects of show business and our thing. Now, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Frankly, I'm depressed and ashamed. I just, yeah, I feel, I feel just really out of... Not, not so much respect, but I, I feel we, we'll, we'll sort of be doing the listeners at the service by putting up any more tips of the week because mm. the way things are, mate, yeah, it's uh, not very good, is it? But one thing I wanted to mention, just just as a uh, follow-on from a previous tip of, week, tip of the week that I've put up, Golden Pal in the Nunthorpe, which which is the, the Nunthorpe Stakes, one of the premier sprint races of the flat season, which is in York at the end of August. It's about four weeks away. I think I put it up as my tip of the week around about 12 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. I think you did. Uh, main reasoning behind it was it's £24 weight allowance that I get from the older horses. Because of its age, wasn't it, Pope, if I remember right? Yeah. Because is it a two-year-old? Yeah, it's a two-year-old. It's a juvenile, yeah, 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 going against all the horses, basically. Yeah. And anyway, I haven't heard that reported on anywhere. And then recent post of, 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 of finally two or three weeks on from me putting it up as tip of the week. For that particular reason, I've, uh, I've yeah, released an article specifically on that. Obviously, the £24 weight allowance that Golden Pal gets in the Nunthorpe. And as such, there's, there's been a little bit of money for it. I think it's as short as 8-1 to one now. So again, first with the content, uh, recent post following suit. A couple of weeks after I've put it up. So that's uh, that's a compliment in itself. And, and it offers me a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of reassurance that maybe we're not as as, as bad as, as our uh, tips of the week would suggest. So, obviously, it's still got to go in and it's still got to <laughs> I was going to say this to you. Is this what it's come to, that we're celebrating articles about potential winners and horses that haven't run? Is this where we've got to now? <laughs> Clutching at straws, my friend. Slim pickings at the minute, as you know. Well, yeah. I, yeah anything we can get hold of at the moment. Um, I've got a couple of bets running this week. Um, Do you have to? Yeah, yeah, I do. To be honest, with you, I thought I thought you might try and be a bit more concise. Just, just because last week you put up two. Yeah, I was a bit desperate as did I. Do you not want to just keep it to a one tip? You well, have to give us. Well, I would have put up. I would have put up my old mate Fabinho. Had a double down on him tonight, but I don't think the podcast will. Well, it won't go out before the Chelsea game. I can myself. I can only see him having his uh, his kicks pulled down tonight. Fabinho, he's been terrible against Chelsea. So this might be a. This might be a bit comical for anyone listening tomorrow or on Thursday or Friday. And he's he's terrible against Chelsea in the two games we played them this season. They haven't beat us, so we can't have been that bad. No, they have. FA Cup, they beat us. He was terrible in the... the Super Cup, we won. Um, He was terrible at he was terrible against uh, at Stamford Bridge. I think it was uh, Graham Sooners said, didn't he, after the game? I mean, they they've got away with it at Liverpool, but uh, Fabinho was turning like a cart horse. He's like he's turning like a <laughs> turning like a caravan. <laughs> turning like the eighty two, yeah. Well, he can't have been that bad if we've gone on to win both of those games. So no, again, I, I think it's all bragging the custard. Day. I'll be back in tonight. I might put out on Instagram Fabinho to get a card of three to one. Looks stonk and value against Chelsea's counter-attack and midfield. It's actually the baseball season starts on Friday, lad. So I know that's probably not going to do uh, massive amounts for our listenership uh, as, a, as a British sports podcast. But I know a couple of our 
couple of our regular listeners are baseball fans, Adam Macher and uh, Paulie Paul. So have you took much interest in the baseball restarting? I know you usually have your ESPN on and your, uh, your American sports. Have you, have you given it much thought? I know you're not a baseball man, but have you had a look at what's been going on there? It's more of a thinking man's game, isn't it, really? So, yeah, not, 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 <laughs> I'm surprised to hear I'm not particularly a fan. I know other than it starts this Thursday, yeah. and uh, I'll uh, more than welcome any uh, return of American sports, obviously, given the uh, the William Hill interest. On that yeah, side of course, the of course, yeah. And it is just... I'm not much of an interest, no. I'm not. I'm more of a, as, as again, we've alluded to previously, I'm more of an American football and basketball fan than... Uh, yeah, the thinking man's game, that is it, that is baseball. You did beat me, Popey, in a, a bet in college. don't know if you remember that. We had a World Series bet. I think you had... Red the... Sox? No, no, no. I think you had the Giants. Forget who, was, forget who I was with in the series. San Diego Padres, maybe, maybe. Um, so maybe. yeah, I can't even remember it. So that, that's more so luck than anything. So maybe that's something we need to consider or keep in mind for any future tips of the week rather than trying to overanalyze it yeah, to well, the end. You know what I mean? Well, the season's back, lad. It was meant to start in March, and it's you know it's a grueler, isn't it? It's a hundred and sixty-two game season, usually baseball, which is you know most people find not this year, though. No, no, we're down to sixty. And what's happening is is teams. So, like the NFL, there's two divisions, and you kind of overlap. You you mostly play teams in your own division, and you play teams in your own league with a splattering of fixtures, interleague fixtures against teams from the other league. So we're down to sixty yeah. games. And what's going to happen is um, teams are going to play each other exclusively from their division and from the other league's same regional division. So the National League East will play uh, two-thirds of the games against each other and then a third of the game against the American League East, you know, to stop yeah. the travelling. Because they're not doing a bubble thing like the NBA. They're not all going to Orlando or fucking Universal Studios or whatever. They're still travelling and having home and away games and whatnot. So... With that in mind, some of the prices I don't think have been have been factored in, and I like the Cincinnati Reds, the New York Mets, and the Oakland Athletics. Three outsiders, but the biggest price ones, the Cincinnati Reds, and I think a thirty-three to one. They're a really good bet for the World Series each way. Oh, so those three that you're putting up there, the Mets, the Reds, and it was the other team, And the sorry. Athletics, the Oakland Athletics, yeah. Oh, yeah. so they're all, you're going for the big one, are you? Yeah, they're, they're all anti-posts for the year for the World Series. They're going to be my World Series bets. I will put them up on an Instagram post over on our page, Pope, if anyone wants to get involved in some of the uh, some of the long-term betting, uh, the baseball stuff. I think it's up for grabs this year as well, because previous years there's been the dominant teams... Uh, and then obviously the Spygate scandal with the Houston Astros, was it? Ah, uh, so you have been listening a bit, Popey. Yeah, you have been no, listening. A little bit, yeah. So obviously they've weakened on the back of that. Yeah, their manager went and they lost their ace pitcher, Gerrit Cole, to the New York Yankees. That's actually me thinking behind the Athletics. They're in the same division as the Houston Astros, yeah. Popey. And they got really close to them last year. These three picks, Reds, Mets and Athletics... Finished really well. Just fell short of the playoffs. The Athletics lost in the wild card, the one-off game to get into the playoffs. And you know what it's like in in the NFL or in the NBA. Sometimes it takes it takes seasons for um you know of tanking of trades, looking at a, a season down the line, focusing on, on on a on a big year ahead. And the Cincinnati yeah. Reds have kind of been building towards this season for for as long as 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 I can remember. Really, they've done a lot of trading, they've done a bit of tanking, I think, you know, losing on, on purpose to get... So just just, just 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 for the benefits of the listeners, just to describe, tanking's a, uh, a, a term used in American sports 
for teams to purposely lose. Mm. So that's a draft pick, a college draft pick the following season. Is that right? It is right. It is right, lad. Yeah, yeah, to get better draft picks, yeah. But So the Reds are really going to benefit from this, this um, regional divisional play. They've got the Pittsburgh Pirates in their own division who are absolutely wolf. Arr! Wolf. <laughs> Getting him back out. Shout out for mate there. But yeah, so, so they'll be playing the Pirates, but they'll have fixtures against three teams in the American Central Division, the Royals, the Tigers and the White Sox. They like the, the, the three worst teams in baseball and they're going to be playing a third of their games against them. So 30, they should, in theory, at least get to the playoffs. And once they get to the playoffs, you will, there'll be no 33 to 1 about for the Reds. They, they've got strong pitching. They've got Trevor Bauer in, who they brought in last year. He was a bit injury prone last year, a bit out of sorts. He should be back to full speed. Should be the race this year. Dead versatile team. Loads of strong pitching. And I think um, 33 to 1, lad, is, uh, is, is a huge price, like. You're right. I don't know what they're doing, man. Put my three on a match if you want Listen, uh, take the five, put it on the mix. See, fuck it, put, put see it. like it's a fucking death sentence. It's a smart bit. I think it is a fucking death sentence. Start wearing the hardest. Nah, man, it can't win the final round. No? Three. That's it. Max. All right. Max. What about strawberry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what's your thoughts, Steve? Because it was, I can't remember exactly who said it, but I think it was like a reputable ESPN analyst come out about a month ago, mm. say there's a 5% yeah. chance of the baseball season finishing. So is that still the case or what? I think I said it, didn't I? I think I said um, it on, on the... The futile putting up a, a, a bet for the, for the World Series if it's not going to happen. Well, if it gets... Know, it, uncertainty and we don't know how, how pandemic's going to play out, but... Is that still the, the, the sort of the consensus? Well, if it gets if it gets if it gets cancelled, we're at least going to get a return off a tip of the week. A void's better than a loser, isn't it? I suppose. So, I think it's worth taking the chance. I, I I do think it's a bit ambitious, even with the restrictions and only playing regional teams. I think it's pretty hard hard work to see cases not popping up. I mean, the NBA's recent round of testing, I think, was yesterday. The results came in, and nobody's actually got a positive test out of the NBA bubble. You know, they're all in Orlando waiting to start the season. I yeah. can't wait for that, you know, lad. I've Oof. got a few interesting anti-posts there. Oof. As I say, baseball hasn't got that bubble. They're not playing at one ground. They're not playing over the, over the set court. So, yeah, there is that risk. But the worst case scenario, you'll you'll get your, you'll get your money back if it does get cancelled. And I just think there might be something in, there might be something cosmic in the Cincinnati Reds, lad. It's been 30 years since the last the last championship, um, the Reds. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's, because... a, I don't know if there's a little bit of something, something cosmic in that lad. And it was, it was actually the Oakland Athletics they beat in 1990. So that wouldn't be bad if we could get that as a World Series, Reds and Athletics. Um, I think we'd be. So you're effectively putting those three up as, as your, your three tips of the week for I, the for the World Series, yeah. I've got to put. I've got to go with one of them. I go with me Reds. I go with the outsider thirty three to one. But the New York Mets are twenty two to one. They're the same. They've strengthened over last year after a really good finish to last. The Oakland Athletics. They're going to be in the mixer. I think with the Houston Astros getting weaker. 
in in light of the spy gate that you that you mentioned them using video video footage and video cameras to uh yeah. to tip off batters and tip off pitches so yeah the reds 33s the mets 22 to 1 the athletics 25 to 1 for the world series pick one of them i would say and give yourself a little bit of extra american uh, sports interest lad uh, I, I'm, I'm you, not... could, you could argue lad you're a to shit out tactics here i think you lost your confidence similar to your christopher walken impression last week <laughs> it's as if Anything you put up a tip of the week's losing. So you pick anti post, which you're not gonna get the result back exactly. six months. Exactly, yeah. I don't want a, I don't want anything that I have to face up to this time next week because I think <laughs> I think we could be on the scrap people lad. If I put a load up for this weekend and, and we don't get a result, I think we might have to uh, might have to look at turning it in, might not we, maybe. <laughs> Call it a day, lad. Yeah. One more, one more on the baseball front as well. That is the MVP market. I know we we like an MVP bet, don't we? Uh, over love the it, years, love it to be fair. Yeah, love an MVP bet. Yeah. Now I've mentioned the Mets there. I think they're going to have a big season. They've got the best pitcher in the game, Uwan Bach and Jacob Degrom, to win kind of the pitcher of the year award for his league. It's only seven to two, though. Is it um, not Garrett Cole who's gone to the Yankees? Would you not argue he's the best pitcher in the game? He's right up there, but he, he's over the other side, Popey. So it's to win the Cy Young is. Is only in your is in your division. Division, you know I mean? yeah. Well, well, in, okay, yeah. in your league. So yeah, he's he's seven to two favorite for that. But I think a very interesting one is Peter Alonso. He's the the best bat for the Mets. He was actually the home run leader last year in his rookie season. Um, he broke Aaron Judge's the Yankees record from the year before. Most hits, most home runs in a rookie season. He's actually going to be wired up by YouTube for every single one of his games. And they're going to do like a little kind of montage interview series, like once every few weeks, him having conversations in the dugout, on the mound, you know, speaking to people. So I think he's going to have a lot of media attention, Peter Alonso. Um, he's 10 to 1 to get the most home runs this year, which over the 60 game season, you don't know what's going to happen. But he's actually 40 to 1 to be the MVP, to be the National League MVP this year. So that's. I'll- Ross, you know, when you say wired up, is this a new, some sort of new. Same for getting picked up, is it like? <laughs> well, we know over the years there's been some great baseball stories over the years, hasn't there? About uh, about Daryl Strawberry, wow, Daryl Strawberry, of course. Like me about Daryl Strawberry's, uh, yeah, past uh, past endeavours. Got to give him it. a mention, and, and because it's opening weekend, I always watch the Bad Lieutenant every. Uh, Every 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 season, so I'll be watching uh, those strawberry references and uh, gambling references. As a tradition, yeah, is that what you do? Yeah, the start of season. I watch the Bad Lieutenants every year, yet, so so I'll get that Brilliant. on. But uh, no, wired up yet. He's going to have a mic on, so he's going to have sound okay. for every game. I know maybe that puts a bit of pressure on him, and it could make. I it, think so. Yeah, and it could but have an you confidence, enough, confidence enough to agree to that in the first place. I don't think you you got to you got to feel any pressure whatsoever. To be honest with you, yeah. Individual to agree to that, and he's obviously a confident boy if he's agreed to that in the first place. So I don't think that will have, uh, yeah, any 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 negative repercussions on his uh, on his performance. He's a confident fella, lad. He's a very very confident fella. He's a little little burly guy, little uh, little throwback kind of hitter, little stocky kind of Babe Ruth looking sort of guy, you know. So yeah, Peter Alonso. MVP National League forty to one, and we'll go the Cincinnati Reds for the World Series thirty three to one each way. And uh, as I say, I'm uh, I'm predicting a bad game for Fabinho again. So 
a presume he'll be man of the match. <laughs> so, so what are the exactly? Yeah, what are the uh, each way terms for the uh, for the World Series there? So you get third of the odds if they get to the final, or if they get to the World Series. In effect, half of the odds you've got to get to the World Series, but you will get a uh, sixteen and a half to one for them getting to the okay. World Series. So if you have a tenner each way, you'll have yeah. uh, you'll have one hundred and fifty five profit just for them just from getting to the World Series. Popey, I think you should get on. I think you should pick one of those lads, either the Mets, the Athletics, or the Reds. And let's uh, let's get on together. You pick the Reds, so I'll pick another team. Let's put me on the spot here, and then I'd advise our listeners to pick the third selection, the ones that we haven't picked. (laughs) So come on, who are you going with then? Out of of what's left, the Mets or the Athletics? Uh, Athletics. Okay, the Oakland Athletics. You're going to go with the A's. Okay, let's again for the Athletics. Twenty-five, twenty-five to one, the Athletics. With the likes of Beth. Let's have a little dab on each way. Have a little dab on each way, about your, your selections. We uh, have. Yeah. I'm going to keep mine concise. Uh, Liverpool tonight against Chelsea. Uh, a touch of odds against. Yeah, just Liverpool to beat Chelsea tonight. How's oh, that? So, so you're actually going to gonna put a, an even money out there yourself, Popey, after all your criticism of me over the years? Desperate times call for desperate measures, my friend. I would honestly be more adverse to lay Liverpool tonight. Now, people are going to be listening to this after wow, the game. So okay, we should, here I, we go. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to. I, 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 just think, I just think we've we've struggled a fair bit against Chelsea this season. I know he's chopped and changed here and there, but I think, um, yeah, if you're back in Liverpool tonight, just hope that the, the Fabinho can cope because this is the sort of game where I, I think he struggles. So, yeah. Uh, so it'll be. I think this is the sort of game where he thrives. To be honest with you, the assist king might put him up for man of the match, but we'll. I'll have, I'll have to look into that in a bit more detail. But for now, uh, Liverpool. I think you can get a touch of odds against twenty-one to twenty potentially. I think obviously, given the fact we haven't played for a week, given the fact that we're, we're lifting the trophy tonight, and then I'm not on Twitter as you know, but I've, I've seen certain things from players literally in the build-up to tonight's game. Sound from Monday, the excitement. Klopp himself said it feels like Christmas. And I think on the back of us losing against Arsenal, uh, I think Klopp's going to want to see a reaction. There'll be a reaction, yeah. yeah. Uh, trophy lift with a, with a performance and, and a big performance at that. Obviously, Chelsea have got far more riding on the game. They're still fighting for the Champions League. I do understand that. They've, they've only played on Sunday night at Wembley mm. in, a, in a FA Cup semi-final and then they're travelling all the way back up to Liverpool. I just think, yeah, considering all those factors... And considering obviously what tonight is and what tonight means to the city of Liverpool, first Premier League title, something we've longed for, for for many, many years now, and obviously the first league title for 30 years. You've got the families of the Hillsborough survivors going to the game, or they're at least going to be there for the for the for the presentation for the trophy lift. Oh, you you're taking it there, are you while while I'm opposing us? Yeah, you you're gonna do that to me. You're gonna pull that on me. Exactly. You've got you've got Sir Kenny uh doing the presentation. I just think it would be too much of a damn squib if we lose or draw tonight. Mm. And I think last week against Arsenal will give us the kick up the arse that we need. Obviously, we need our shooting boots on, which is not something we've done since post-lockdown. But yeah, all of those reasons factored in. Uh, Liverpool tonight, touch our odds against. Get stuck in. I hope you're right, Popey. I hope you're right. I'm actually waiting on there to be four or more goals um, from, a, from a Wolves handicap bet on, on Monday. So I hope you're right, lad. I hope I hope it's it's a free one, free two maybe. Exciting Liverpool win and uh, and Fabinho goes in the book and we'll all be happy. 
I think we'll win to nil with Fabinho, yeah, being man of the match. So, okay. uh, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do me. OK, very interesting discussion this is going to be next week, lad. Very much so, yeah. I'm, 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 I've never been more confident on a bet. This is not going to age well for one of us, is it? So, let's see. Let's see what next week brings, eh, in the weekend. Yeah, let's look forward to it, eh? All right, lad. You take it easy and I will uh, see you on the other side. Take care of Decky. Ta-da, mate. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> You can use that fifth and get yourself out of this hole. The Dodgers are going to win this series. It's a fucking luck. Get this, man. I was at the game today. Face to fucking face with Strawberry. And, and, and I knew that he struck out on purpose. And that he's saving it up for the big one tomorrow. Dave, for the first time, I understood that it's sick in the fucking head. You know that it never could have gone any other way. Never could have gone any other way.